0: Welcome to Turbocharged Life. With tips, shortcuts, and advice from the experts, including myself, to help you create a crazy, ridiculous, amazing, fun-filled, turbocharged life. Today, we're gonna talk about how to get motivated when you're just not feeling it. Whatever it is, I'm gonna give you my six best tips, and I promise, this is gonna be the kick-butt podcast you needed to get yourself back in gear. Welcome to Turbocharged Life. Your host is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, happily married mother of two, and a really slow runner. And now your host, Shaleen Johnson. So how do you stay motivated when you're really just not feeling it? And do people who you assume are super high energy, incredibly motivated and very driven, do they ever have bad days? Well, in this program, I'm going to share with you the tips that will help you stay motivated when you're not feeling it. Because I I know you're already a really motivated, driven person. Sometimes, in fact, we probably don't give ourselves enough credit. But what I want to give you today are some tips to get your button gear on those days, on those weeks, during those periods of time when you're just, you're not feeling it, but you got to get things done. This is gonna work for you whether we're talking about weight loss or building your business or even repairing a marriage, taking care of teenagers, raising teenagers. There are days when you're just not feeling it. I don't care what it is, we all need an extra dose of motivation to get us through from time to time. So the principles I'm gonna share with you today will work no matter what area of life we're talking about. The first thing you have to understand is that in order to be successful, you've got to set yourself up for success. Don't make it impossible on yourself to succeed. And I know that sounds obvious, but there's so many people who basically just set themselves up for failure because they just, they don't believe that it's even going to be possible. So they they put these demands on themselves that are insurmountable. It's just not going to happen. And And I coach my husband and I, Brett, We coach entrepreneurs, and specifically, which is really kind of fun, we work with entrepreneurs who are couples. Now, they don't both have to be entrepreneurs, but at least one of them needs to be an entrepreneur. And what we try to do is help them uh, not be workaholics, understand how to support and love each other, and and stay together in their relationship, um, and understand that they're on the same page. Even if they're both not working in the same business, you are on the same page, And one thing that we find really common is that a lot of people, is that a lot of these really successful individuals will put these incredible deadlines and expectations on themselves where it's almost impossible to succeed. Like there's not enough hours in the day, even if you were to forego sleep and relationships and everything else. And we'll we'll look at their list of goals and objectives for that month and go, okay, Wait a second. this this isn't even possible, you know, even if you were superhuman. So you have to look at first how you're going to set yourself up for success, regardless of what your objective is. So if you're looking for motivation today because you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get in the best shape of your life, and you're trying to get your family on the same page, then you've got to set up your environment for success. You got to clean out the cabinets. You've got to get all that junk out of the cupboard and clear out the pantry, and you've got to start buying healthier foods. It's just impossible to succeed if all of your greatest temptations are lining the the shelves of your pantry. I mean, I, there are certain foods I just won't buy because I know if it's in my house, I won't I won't rest until it's done. You know, so I just don't even bring them home because it's important that I have an environment for success. So let's pretend that what we're talking about here is you accomplishing something that takes additional time. One of the most important things that you can do is make sure that you're set up for success in terms of how you structured your day and are organizing your time. If this is important to you, you need to clear something off your schedule that is less important to you, even if it means from time to time letting somebody down, at least you feel like you're letting them down. But more importantly, you will be taking care of you and you'll be teaching people how to treat you. You'll be placing value on yourself and that will have this really cool compound effect where you start to feel better about yourself. You start to make better decisions. You start saying yes to things that help you and your family and your goals and your priorities as opposed to trying to please all these people who, you know, let's face it, five years from now, you probably won't even remember their name. That's just the truth. Now, something I find that works really well for me two things. Number one, when it comes to exercise, and I think this applies to everyone who's listening. I don't care if you are uh, Sean T, we all have days when I'm just not that into it. I don't feel like doing it, right? And everyone who's listening right now needs to exercise as regularly as possible. I try to exercise seven days a week. I make it my goal to exercise seven days a week. That doesn't mean seven days a week I'm doing something super strenuous, but I just try to get my heart rate up every day. And here's why. It makes me more productive. It makes me happier. It makes me more energized. It makes me more creative. It makes me nicer. My body feels better. I can move easier. So I'm not talking about running every day, but every day I try to do something that's considered exercise, even if It might be moderate exercise. I want you to get in the habit of exercising at a minimum five times a week. Now I set my goal at seven because I also am a believer that I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to hit seven days a week. So if I make my goal seven and if I hit five or six, I'm pretty darn happy. If however, I set my goal at five and I miss the mark and I'm in at three or four, I'm just not gonna have a very productive week. So I'm gonna encourage you to make it your goal to exercise a minimum of five times a week and heck, maybe you'll even set a goal to exercise seven days a week knowing that you're gonna cut yourself some slack if life gets in the way. Now here's how I do it on the days where I'm like, I just ain't feeling it, this body is sore, I am tired, I deserve to just lay here on the couch, I, I deserve to stay in this comfy bed for just a couple more hours, a couple things I do. Number one is I set my alarm and I place my, because I'm using my phone as my alarm, right? So I'll place my phone in a position where I literally have to sit up in bed and kind of reach over across uh, my nightstand to to get my phone. So in other words, I have to get up. Now, I could put it in the other room, but I probably wouldn't hear it. And I want to be able to reach it pretty quickly because Brett doesn't always work out at that hour. What it does is it gets me up. You know, I, I have to sit up and physically either turn off the alarm or, or hit snooze, but it wakes me up. And I think most people find that once you're up, you're up. That's number one. Number two is on the days when my exercise is planned, say, uh, midday, or I've got uh, a routine that I'm, I'm planning on working on at 9 a.m., or I'm, I'm, I've decided in my schedule that at, at 4 p.m. that day, that's when I'm going to fit in my run. And three o'clock starts rolling around. I'm just not feeling it. I'm thinking I might just continue working. You know, look, I've got this big pile of work in front of me. Maybe I should just skip it today. I have a go-to playlist. I know what you're going to say. Shaleen, can I get that playlist? If I shared my playlist with you, you would think I was a lunatic. It makes no sense. This is not a playlist I use to work out to. This is a playlist I use to pump me up, pump you up. It makes me like super excited and I can't like I start snapping my fingers and moving around in my chair it automatically makes me happy and I feel energized and it's some crazy music you're just dying to know what it is now don't aren't you it's very eclectic it's very bizarre but those songs get me pumped up to work out and then of course I have a different playlist for my workouts when I have to resort to this you know emergency playlist it it always works And I just remind myself, okay, you're not feeling it, girlfriend, you know, start playing that music. And it it just happens automatically. Here's the third tip I'm gonna share with you. This one works. When all else fails, you resort to this just promise to do five minutes. And I set my little timer on my little smartphone. And if after five minutes I ain't feeling it, then I give myself permission to throw in the towel. But you know what happens after five minutes? All of your hormones and endorphins start to kick in and your blood flow starts to circulate through your large muscle groups and you're like, yeah, all right, I'm down with this. Like the hardest thing to do is to put on your shoes and just start those first couple of steps, those first couple of kicks or jumping rope or whatever you're doing to warm up. That's the toughest step. After you get through those first couple of minutes, I promise you're going to feel like doing it and you'll probably go pretty hard. I've been coaching people to get fit for like 25 plus years now. And really what I've found for those people who they they didn't have that that click yet. You you know, I think some of you listening right now, you just don't even understand the mindset of someone who doesn't enjoy exercise because you just everyone reaches that point in a different stage. But eventually I personally believe everyone can get to that point where you flip a switch and you no longer see exercise as something you have to do. It's something that you, oh, you need to do it. Like, don't even mess with my workout or someone's gonna get cut, right? And you can get to that stage where you flip the switch and it's no longer something that you dread or you feel like you have to schedule. It's something that you need because it helps you regulate your mood. And what I have found... Lean in real close. What I have found is that what helps people flip that switch is when they stop focusing on the workout and instead they start identifying with how they feel when they're done. Because your body releases these endorphins that are very similar to morphine when you're finished with a very intense workout. And I mean, let's face it, that can be pretty addictive. Not to mention, you start focusing on the fact that like, yeah, I had so much more energy that day. And I was more patient and I I felt sexier. I felt stronger. I felt more empowered. I felt uh, like I slept better that night. And if you focus on all of those things, as opposed to how gruelingly hard, all oh, this workout's going to be so hard, it's going to suck, it's gonna, I'm going to hate it, my knees are going to hurt, I'm going to be sweating, I'm not going to look cute when I'm done. Like if you focus on all that stuff, who would look forward to working out? But if you focus on what you feel like when you're done, I have found in my 25 years of research that that's how people flip the switch. Now, this all relates to getting motivated to work out. And I I feel comfortable including this no matter who you are listening because I know it's going to make you healthier, happier, live longer, all those positive things. If what you need, though, is the motivation to eat right and it's really about your physical appearance and you've got the exercise thing down, then I recommend that you keep a folder of photos. Now, you can keep this on on your phone, or on your desktop, or you can actually print them and put them on your uh, refrigerator or in the pantry. I just caution you not to do this publicly if you have kids, because body image, man, they're just developing their little brains around that right now, and you could just, you could send the wrong message. And it's so important that our kids not hear us talking about diet, because that's not what's important. I want you to. Talk to your kids and for them to see you focusing on health, feeling strong, empowered, energized, living longer, feeling better. And seeing those pictures might send the wrong message. However, I'm totally cool with you keeping them on a hidden file on your phone or maybe you create your own folder on your smartphone. But I ask you to create this folder of photos with body images that are realistic based on your body type. So ideally, it's even best situation is if you can include photos of yourself when you thought, you know, I was looking pretty darn good. I was training hard. I was eating right. I was getting enough sleep. I wasn't under nearly as much stress as I am now. I look healthy there and I felt healthy. And I say that because some of you will resort to pulling up a photo when you were, you know, 98 pounds soaking wet and you know you were unhealthy. You know you were skipping meals, you weren't taking care of yourself and you might've been at an ideal weight but you were not at the ideal picture of health. So don't you dare put a photo in there unless you were truly healthy during that time. And then if you are gonna use someone else as inspiration, I mean, let's face it, it would be pretty silly for me to use somebody who's got long legs and they're, you know, this very statuesque individual. I don't have that body type. I need to find someone who has a very similar body type so that my objectives are realistic, number one. And number two, pick someone who isn't spending all day in the gym unless that's your plan. Because in order to have their You know, body as your goal, are you willing to do what they're doing? Or is your life kind of like more important? You know, back when I was a personal trainer, people would bring me a picture that they've cut out of a magazine. They're like, I want to look like her. And it would be some woman who was on the cover of a fitness magazine. Many times it was someone who I knew in the industry. And I would say to them, okay, number one, A, she's 5'10", you're 5'3". Number two, she's never had children. Number three, girlfriend don't even look like that. What you're this picture? Her, she don't even look like that. This has been photoshopped, and she dieted for eight weeks before, and she's it's got. Trust me, I know it's the right lighting, and she doesn't even look like that. And then, lastly, is this is her life? She has to train the right way, eat the right way, live in the gym, monitor every macro that goes in her mouth. So just be realistic about this. Pick someone whose lifestyle you would aspire to have. And that applies whether we're talking about health and fitness or even business. Sometimes we set goals for ourselves because we're like, oh, so-and-so did this, but do you know what went into it? I'm not gonna set a goal for myself. If I know what it took to get there meant that this person sacrificed time with their family, sacrifice sleep, sacrifice the ability to just enjoy themselves on the weekends. So know what goes into it before you use somebody else as your dream board, You know, as as your picture of your goal. Just know what goes into it and then choose wisely. Now let's talk about accountability. Most people think when they set up a goal, that's when they should establish layers of accountability. And I agree that that is probably the best time to do it, but it's never too late even if you're in the middle of a huge project, or you've made a goal for yourself to lose 15% body fat, or you've, you've set a milestone in your business and you know, you're right in the thick of it and you just kind of feel like giving up because it's so frustrating and it seems like everybody else is so much further ahead and you're, you're just about to give up. That's the best time to set up a layer of accountability perhaps even five layers of accountability accountability works accountability is that thing that gets teenagers to show up to a big brick building and study each night and take tests because they're held accountable if we can get teenagers to be accountable then we can certainly become accountable as adults by setting up those same layers how do we do that First and foremost, get yourself an accountability partner. There is no excuse why you don't have somebody who is going to be there rooting for you and not letting you off the hook on the days when you just don't feel like it. You can find an accountability partner who's in the exact same boat as you, whether we're talking about um, getting your toddler to be potty trained or uh, reaching your fitness goals, or maybe it's even just starting a new business. We're on the Internet now. Hello. This is 2014. You can find somebody somewhere online in a forum who's in the exact predicament as you. And guess what they need? They need somebody to keep them motivated on the days that they're not feeling it too. There is nothing better for you than to have somebody who is in the same boat as you, who can encourage you and push you on the days that you're not feeling it. Because on the days when you're really motivated and you're just driving forward, that's when they're going to need your help. Accountability can be found online. Accountability can be established even in your own household. So maybe you're listening to this and and you're in college and you have dorm mates or you're married and you've got four kids. Whatever people are in your life today, the people that you see on a regular basis, I want you to tell them what it is you're working towards. Ask them, give them permission to help keep you accountable. Say, here's the deal. Um, I I know that I'm going to be tempted on Fridays to go out you know have drinks with everybody else in the office and i just i just need you to have permission to know you have permission to tell me i'm not invited and i would love it in fact if you went with me and we did a power walk after work or hey listen here's the deal I've set a goal for myself to make it to this particular rank in my business. And in order for me to do that, I have got to cut back on all of the fluff I've been doing in social media. So here's how I want you to keep me accountable, kids. When you see I'm on the computer, I want you to swing by, go behind my desk, take a look at what's on my screen. And if it's not related to XYZ, then I just want you to call me out. Help keep me accountable. Give me people that you trust, that you love, that you support, give them permission to keep you accountable. I definitely rely on Brett to keep me accountable for some of my goals. And he does the same for me. Now, if you've listened to a previous podcast where um, I talked to Melissa McAllister about the eight hour ab diet, when I was doing that, that was, whoa, I mean, not only did I need accountability, I, I really needed some help and support because that meant changing our habits. And it was so much easier to do that when I said, hey, honey, love you. You want to try this with me? And, and it was easier for both of us because we were on the same page and could commiserate and keep each other accountable. But when it comes to keeping myself accountable, I have three apps that I would love to share with you. The apps are important because they're on your phone. That means it's putting what's most important in front of you. Sometimes it's not motivation that we need, it's just memory recall. It's not that you're lacking the motivation or the drive to make something happen, you just forget. You forget because everybody else is demanding of your time and your attention. So I use a couple of different apps to keep me focused. Now, if you've done my 30-day challenge called 30daypush.com, that's where you find it, 30daypush.com. Uh, you you heard me talk about an app that I use called Awesome Note. Surprisingly, I've used that app now for I think four years. Yeah, four years. And I know there's other ones out there that just still is my go-to app. And part of that is because I don't wanna learn a new system, but I love it. It keeps me accountable every single day. The next is a fitness app. And it is called uh, My Fitness Pal. By the way, I will link to to all of these apps in my show notes, which you can always find at shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. But I'll have a link there. My fitness pal is cool because I can't even remember my kids' names, let alone their birth dates. So I am not gonna remember everything I eat during the course of the day. And I usually don't count calories, but there are times where I'm like, okay, and I don't weigh myself very often, but when I do, and I'm like, okay, up a few pounds, let's get this under control. For me, it's not changing my eating because I eat pretty clean. I just need to make sure I remember what it is I'm eating because a couple handfuls of nuts, a few extra calories here and there, they add up. And over a course of a couple of weeks, you can stack on the pounds. So I use my fitness pal to keep me accountable when it comes to my nutrition. Two more apps. I, I know I said three, but I'm actually gonna throw in a fourth one. Uh, but the third one is called Success Wiz. Success Wiz again. They will be linked in my show notes. Success Wiz I'm going to give you a heads up is for those of you who really want to take a look at your life and you're you're willing to look at many areas of your life kind of like we do in the book Push my uh, my book about personal development and goal setting. And this is an app. It You need to spend a good hour with it. But it's flipping cool because it shows you like all these different areas of your life and you set goals in each area. And it really helps to keep you focused on where it is you personally feel deficient, where you feel like you could improve your happiness or your productivity in this particular area of your life. I will tell you, it's... um It's a big app. It's not the easiest app to use. It's actually simple to use. It just has so many features and so many cool things you can do with it that I urge you to download it when you've got about an hour to play with it. And I think it's very rewarding because it will help you inventory almost every area of your life. Okay, last app I wanna share with you. It's called Inspirations. And again, you'll find that link in my show notes, but it's an app that I use to remind me at the beginning of each day what's important and I start my day with a Bible verse for me I you know it's not that that's not important to me I just I forget and my day gets started and I I needed a way to keep myself accountable I come home I make my to-do list and what I was finding I was just diving right into social media and work and on the days when I actually sat down and uh, read some scripture I found myself more centered more, my perspective was better. My perspective was better. My my patience was better. You know, I just kind of, it, it set the tone for the whole day. I know that's important, but I, I just forget all the time. So I downloaded this really cool app. Not only does it send me a daily reminder, but it also sends me a daily scripture. So it's it's a great way to start my day. And I wanted to share that with you. You've heard me say that I am a runner. I I consider myself a runner because I like to run. I actually love to run as long as I'm not running fast. So this next tip that I have for you comes from my cross-country coach, my freshman year of high school. I played every sport. As you probably know, I did everything for like five minutes, including cross-country. And I had this coach who I, I think it was usually because I was at the back of the pack struggling to continue on this long, long run. And I remember at the beginning of practice, he would tell us how far the run was gonna be that day. And we started training in the middle of the summer. And this coach said to us, okay, today's gonna be the long run. We're gonna run 12 miles today. I'm like, what? Isn't this just like a three mile thing? Why are we running 12 miles? And I was dropping to the back of the pack and running really slow. And because I was thinking about, I'm like, 12 miles? I'm never going to make 12 miles. I'm never going to make 12 miles. I remember that thought going through my head, like, when am I going to quit? Because I'm not going to make 12 miles. And he kind of fell back into the pack and started running next to me. And I I guess I must have asked him a couple of times, like, are you sure 12 miles? And he just said to me, Chalene, focus five feet out in front. Just, just look about five feet, maybe 10 feet out in front of you. And just keep looking out that far. Don't think about 12 miles ahead. Don't think about finishing the next mile. Just keep looking a little further ahead of you and focus on that. And I think that's some great advice. Whether you're trying to lose weight, start a business, repair a marriage, um, save money, get through college, don't think about how big and arduous this goal is. Rather, think about the next five, whether that's the next five pounds you have to lose or the next five miles or the next five days or the next five clients. Think in terms of fives. Just make it that much more doable, you know, and then you don't weigh yourself down with how huge and amazingly overwhelming sometimes our goals can be. You know, if I set a goal for myself to you know, build multi-million dollar companies and and do some of the things that I've done, I would have quit. But I always remembered that great advice to just just look a little further out in front of you and just keep going. Which leads me into my next tip. And that is baby steps. The people who lose motivation pretty quickly are people who sprint. Because when you sprint You run out of energy, you run out of energy, you run out of motivation, you start to beat yourself up, you say, I'm tired, I can't do it, I can't keep pace, I can't, I can't keep up, I'm going to quit. People who go slow and steady and are persistent and don't give up, they're the ones that get ahead. You don't need to be the smartest or the quickest or the fastest or the richest or the prettiest or the anything-ist, you just need to persist, baby steps just barely shuffling your feet forward. Those are my favorite clients. I love clients who are willing to shuffle their feet. From time to time, we bring on people into our, our coaching group, uh, Brett and myself, and I, I can just kind of tell in those first couple of months that they are sprinters. And I have to teach them going slow and steady will give them the results That they want. And most importantly, you're happier with yourself when you know this is the pace I'm supposed to be running at. And by running, I'm I'm talking physically, I'm talking mentally, I'm I'm talking spiritually. I don't want you to sprint, I want you to just shuffle your feet along with baby steps and continue to persist. I save the best for last. It's mindset. It is unbelievable how much power you have over your your life, your attitude, the outcome of things just by changing your mindset, just by really concentrating on whatever it is you want to have happen. Brian Tracy says, the law of concentration states that whatever you dwell upon grows, the more you think about something, the more it becomes part of your reality. You know, If you decide that you're in a terrible marriage, guess what your marriage will become? If you wake up and decide that you're low on energy and you've got a headache and you feel lethargic and you want to take a nap, you're going to continue to feel more tired. When I teach fitness classes, and I, I still do that on a regular basis, number one, because it's part of my accountability, and number two, because I just flip and love it. It's like it's the ultimate high for me. It's my hobby. Um, I don't do it for the money. I do it for the pure enjoyment. Almost every class that I teach, someone will come up to me at the end and say, Shaleen, where do you get your energy from? And I I know they're expecting me to share with them some special drink that I'm drinking or special way that I eat. But the truth is my energy comes from my mindset. What I do when I'm feeling low on energy is I think about something I'm excited for, something that, that's happening in the short term. Maybe it's that day or later that week. I try not to go too far out into the future, but I will think about something that, wow, I just, I'm so excited for this. Maybe it's dinner with my husband or a special trip I have planned or, or something I'm going to be doing with the kids that I'm, I'm really excited about it. And that gives me physical energy. I think of things that make me feel like I can do anything, that make me happy, that gives me physical energy. So I rely on my mental state to feel that little bump of adrenaline. And then I start telling myself, oh my gosh, you, you're high energy. You're the highest energy person in the room. Your energy is unstoppable. And I start to that starts to become my reality. And the same is true for any area of your life. Whatever it is you want to see manifested, whatever you want to become your reality, start telling yourself that's what you're experiencing. If you tell yourself, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lose weight this time. I'm going to go on this diet, but I'm probably going to fall off and slip into my old bad habits. You know, I'm going to start this business, but I, you know, I'm not good at sales and I, I'll, I'll probably not be very good at this and I'm not very good at social media. And so I'll probably fail, even if you're just saying those things quietly in your head. They will become true, period, end of subject. Whatever you believe to be true, whatever you focus your attention and energy on becomes your reality. If you're thinking to yourself, people don't like me, people think I'm awkward, people uh, don't like to be around me, I'm being judged, all of those things become your reality. How do you change it? You just start speaking to yourself in a different voice. You start focusing on the compliments people are giving you. You start focusing on the baby steps you've already made, the progress. If you look back and notice how far you've come and you focus on that rather than how much further you have to go, that changes your reality. I'm a winner. I can do this. I'm doing this. I got this. I know I can do this. That will become your reality. You can do anything you set your mind to. That is the truth. I believe you can. And I know you believe it too. It has been an absolute honor to spend this time with you. It means a lot to me that you've downloaded this podcast and that you're sharing it with your friends. I try to keep it PG rated so you can listen to it in the car with the kids if they're in the car. Uh, But most importantly, I just want to tell you how much I love and adore you. So until next time, lifers, I love you. I mean it. Thanks for listening, lifers. Shaleen invites you to join her for her free coaching program designed to help you get organized, productive, and laser-focused on what really matters. To sign up for her free video coaching program, please visit 30daypush.com.